Welcome to J. Mosley Ministries, Transformational Living Podcast. I'm Jackie Mosley, your host, and thank you for tuning in today. And I pray that your day is filled with God's presence, peace, and joy. This podcast episode is called Damages of the Prosperity and Word of Faith Doctrines that will consist of thought-provoking biblical truth to inspire you to study and search the scriptures to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So go with me on this journey of biblical truth and look to the Word of God, for there is a vast difference between the values this world perceives and what the Lord commands as valuable. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us, for touching us to wake up this morning, for every breath we take and every move we make is only possible because of your grace and mercy. God, we ask that all who are holding to any unbiblical and destructive doctrines will turn away from such and submit to you and receive sound doctrine. Lord, we pray for reliance on the Holy Spirit to give us keen discernment to recognize the tactics and deception of false teaching, to detect those who are genuine and those who have ulterior and undeclared motives. God, help us to live spirit-filled lives by the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us into all truth. Help us to endure until the end of the age. Lord, bless the listeners today. Open up their ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Increase the faith of all hearers of your word that their souls will be anchored in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The podcast scriptures, excuse me, the pod, the podcast scriptures that we will be coming out of are Galatians chapter 1, verse 1, verses 8 through 9, uh, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 6, chapter 3, verses 9 through 10, Jeremiah chapters 6, 9 and 23, Titus chapter 1 verses 9 through 11, chapter 2 verses 11 through 14, Ephesians chapter 5, 1 Timothy chapters 3, 4, and 6, 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Peter, just the whole book of of 2 Peter, the book of Jude, and any other scriptures mentioned throughout this episode. Now we will be examining 
the damages of the prosperity and word of faith gospels or doctrines. And I will break down in different episodes with the who, the why, and the what questions. Who are the players, which will be the predominant topic or episode for this podcast? Who inspires these doctrines? Why are these doctrines taught? What is the desired outcome for these doctrines? And what are the damages of these doctrines? So in this episode today, our focus will be on who are the players of the prosperity and word of faith false doctrine. The players are people who listen to, teach, spread, agree with, endorse, and promote false teachers, preachers, and false doctrines. The players are the teachers, preachers of false doctrines. The players are also demons who use human beings to teach and preach these doctrines of demons. Today, the daily news assaults us with graphic evidence of terrible societal problems and crisis. We have child abuse, sex and human trafficking, drug and alcohol addictions, thefts, shootings, mass murders, scandals, crime and violence, sexual promiscuity, unprecedented divorce and marital infidelity, the spread of sexually transmitted diseases, terrible levels of starvation, homelessness, domestic terrorism in our own country and on an international scale that are perpetrated by fanatical madmen. All these signs are there for us to see and to heed to the warnings. Yet, the Christian church, Christ's body on earth, entrusted not only with the message of the gospel, the only good news to a lost and dying world which has no hope, but Christ's church, who is equipped with mighty weapons for spiritual warfare, and the only truth and power source. What's going on? We are slumbering on the sidelines with our head in the sand, oblivious to the signs of the times. The church is now severely compromised and self-absorbed and self-centered. The lukewarm Laodicean church that Jesus said he would spew or vomit out of his mouth. I will give a little background information for you to understand why sound doctrine is healthy and false doctrine is destructive and poisonous. God's word is crystal clear concerning false doctrine. 
there is plenty of biblical and scriptural evidence why this is, why all of those, excuse me, who are involved in teaching, preaching, believing, and spreading false doctrine are doing so deliberately and intentionally. When any person reads and studies the Word of God and ignore and overlook all the other scriptures that refute and teach against false doctrine are tampering with the Word of God. And what does the Bible say about that? Let them, those who are tampering, be accursed. So let's read Galatians chapter 1, verses 8, verses, verses 1 and verses 8 through 9. Verse 1 reads, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Verses 8 and 9 says, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So let's understand what doctrine means and the significance and importance of doctrine. So what is doctrine? On a basic level, doctrine is any sort of teaching talks about the teachings of men and that can be found in Mark chapter 7 verses 7 and 8. The teachings of demons, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and Revelation chapter 2 verse 24 and the teachings of God, John chapter 6 verse 45, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9 1 John chapter 2 verse 27 so doctrines can be taught by the teachings of men the teachings of demons and the teachings of God so teaching indoctrinates a person and indoctrination causes belief belief causes action because people live out what they believe that is the domino effect of teaching or doctrine so what is sound doctrine sound simply means healthy teaching what is true teaching what is good, teaching what is right, according to the authority of Scripture. False doctrine is teaching what is false, teaching what is bad, 
teaching what is wrong. In other words, false doctrine is teaching what is contrary or teaching what is in opposition or the opposite to the word of God. According to what? The opinions of man, mortal human beings. So divine and sound teaching is the teaching of God. Sound doctrine is teaching from God about God that directs us to the glory of God. The anatomy and elements of sound doctrine is identifying the source of the doctrine, the object of the doctrine, and the ultimate end of the doctrine. The source of sound doctrine is from the triune God, who is the ultimate source of sound doctrine. God has chosen to minister sound doctrine to us through his prophets and apostles and the holy scriptures until the day when God speaks to us face to face in his eternal kingdom. The Holy Bible is the source and norm of sound doctrine. Read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and see Mark chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. Sound doctrine is drawn from Holy Scripture as from a fountain and is measured by the Holy Scripture as by a rule. Sound doctrine always leads us back to Scripture. And those who are untaught in sound doctrine are most prone to twisting the scriptures to their own destruction. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16. The primary object of sound doctrine is God. The secondary object of sound doctrine is all things in relation to God. Sound doctrine teaches us to see God as the one from whom and through whom and to whom all things exist. And sound doctrine directs our lives to God's glory. Romans chapter 11 verse 36 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. The pattern of sound doctrine is number one, Trinitarian, number two, creation affirming, number three, gospel centered, and number four, church oriented. The ultimate end of sound doctrine promotes a number of ends. Sound doctrine delivers us from the snare of false teaching. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 24 through 26. Titus chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. And the snare of false teaching that otherwise threatens to arrest spiritual development. Ephesians chapter 4 
verse 14, and to cause ecclesiastical discord. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Sound doctrine serves God's saving work, both inside and outside the church. Read Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, Titus chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And above all, the end of sound doctrine promotes God's glory, not man's glory, but God's glory. Doctrine shines forth as one of the glorious rays of the gospel of God. And by directing our faith and love toward God in Christ, enables us to walk in his presence and give him the glory he deserves. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 11, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. God loves us and he has given us the good gift of sound doctrine that we might learn of him and of his gospel and that we might please him in our walk. Sound doctrine is the teaching of our Heavenly Father revealed in Jesus Christ and transmitted to us by the Holy Spirit in Holy Scripture. And it is to be received, confessed, and followed in the church to the glory of God's name. Now, before we move on, let me interject some important points. False prophets and teachers thrive. Now, this is very important, so please listen very carefully. False prophets and teachers thrive in the culture of self and of lawlessness which is the culture that is currently happening today in 2023. The culture of self or self-love is not new. The same culture occurred in the book of Judges when everyone did what was right in their own eyes. In other words, people defined what they thought was right not what was right based on the authority of the scriptures or not what was right in God's sight, but what was right in their own sight or in their own eyes. What does all this mean? This means that people in the pride of their attitudes and minds elevate themselves to a little g God status meaning that they reject God's authority because they think they know more than God. Capital G God, the God, the only true and living God. False prophets will rise. What does that mean? It means they are self-proclaimed, wanting to be noticed, 
seen and heard. And they speak with swelling words, devoid or absent of spiritual or biblical truth, using the power and authority of darkness. Lawlessness is a characteristic of the spirit of the Antichrist. He is the lawless one. And that is already at work in the world. It's, it's clear that the spirit of the Antichrist, which is the spirit of lawlessness, is already working in the world. We see that today. People have no intent or don't even care to follow the law anymore. People are just out here doing whatever they want without any remorse or without any care of what the consequences may be because they have no respect for law and order and that's called lawlessness it's just that simple and it's it's a characteristic of the antichrist so any teaching and preaching that opposes christ jesus or is contrary to the word of god is a spirit of the Antichrist. These folks are looking and waiting for the Antichrist to be revealed. My God, today, they're looking and waiting for the Antichrist to show up because the Antichrist is their God. So here's what the scripture says the Antichrist will do when he is revealed. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 through 4 says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. That day is the day of judgment. The day when the Antichrist will be revealed. And the man of sin is revealed. The son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. So that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So in our self-absorbed lawless culture today, the characteristics and traits of the Antichrist is already working in people inside and outside the church. Folks want to be worshipped today. Folks want to be seen and heard today. Everybody is in their cameras taking pictures of themselves posting on social media, wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard. We see all the videos of everybody has a voice. There's many voices that have gone out in the world today and everybody wants to be heard. Of the Antichrist that is already at work, people are talking about themselves. That is prominent in our culture today. So what it does is it's setting the stage for the Antichrist. But 
uh, falling away has to occur first. So what does that mean? That means the environment and the atmosphere has to be ripe for the Antichrist to operate and to do his work. And so the prosperity gospel and the word of faith movement happen to be doctrines that will pave the way uh, and contribute to the environment and atmosphere for the Antichrist to come and be revealed. So in the prosperity gospel, also known as the word of faith movement, the believer is told by the false prophet, false teacher and preacher to use God as the truth of biblical Christianity is just the opposite. God uses the believer for his glory. The prosperity theology sees the Holy Spirit as a power to be put to use for whatever the believer wills. The Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit is a person who enables the believer to do God's will. The prosperity gospel movement closely resembles some of the destructive greed sects that infiltrated the early church. That's why this is not new. The things that are going on today, the prosperity and word of faith movement that is happening today happened back in Paul's day. And Paul and other apostles were not accommodating to or conciliatory with false teachers who propagated such heresy. Paul and the apostles identified them as dangerous false teachers and urged Christians to what? Avoid them, not argue with them, but avoid them. Now, a favorite term of the prosperity gospel teachers is called positive confession. And this refers to teaching that words themselves as having creative power. In other words, what you say, prosperity teachers claim, determines everything that happens to you. So if you say something positive, that means that your whole life is governed based on what you say. That you could speak those creative, positive confession into the atmosphere and it will render or, or obey or do what you say. That you can have what you say that your life will be exactly what you say it will be. In other words, that you can speak things into existence and the things that you speak will come to pass. And God never gave us that type of power, ever. He never did. Only God has the creative power to speak things into existence. When he spoke the world into existence, um, he said, let there be light. And there was light. 
But nowhere in scripture do you see God giving that same creative power to man to speak things into existence. That is a lie from the pit of hell because no man is equal to God. God did not make us equal with him. My God today. So people actually believe that. They believe that uh, your confession, especially the favors you demand of God, must be stated positively and without wavering. And because people believe that, then they think that God is required to answer. As though man can require anything from God. We cannot demand God to do anything. We are not above God. <laughs> we are not. We to demand and make God do anything. I don't care how much positive confession you speak without wavering God is not obligated to do anything we demand him to do so God's ability this is still all wrapped up in this prosperity and uh, gospel and this positive confession this is what folks believe that God's ability to bless us hangs on our faith and that is not the, the case read James chapter 4 verse 13 through 16 that clearly contradicts this teaching it says now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city spend a year there carry on business and make money why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? We don't even know because tomorrow is never promised to us. My God today, or what is your life? Do you know what, what your life will bring? We don't even know. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Far from speaking things into existence in the future, we do not even know what tomorrow will bring or even whether we will be alive. My God today. So, this is why sound doctrine is important because it anchors us in the Lord and not in man my God today my God my God so Paul said that covetousness is idolatry and you can read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 5 and he instructed the Ephesian church to avoid anyone who brought a message of immorality or covetousness. And at the end of the prosperity and word of faith doctrines is covetousness. Because the enemy or the devil dresses his doctrine. <laughs> he dresses, his up, dresses them up so that you can't see 
or know what the end of the, the doctrine is. And at the end of the prosperity and word of faith doctrines is covetousness, which is idolatry, because it's all about self. It's all about the false prophet, the false preacher, and the teacher, because they covet your goods. And we're going to get more into that in a minute. But they are the players who are promoting this doctrine. So again, Paul instructed the Ephesian church to avoid anyone who brought a message of immorality and or covetousness. Prosperity teaching prohibits God from working on his own. Meaning that God is not Lord of all because he cannot work until we release him to do so. That is what this prosperity and word of faith doctrine teaches. Right? They release God to work. And faith, according to the word of faith doctrine, is not submissive trust in God. But faith is a formula by which we manipulate spiritual laws that prosperity teachers believe govern the universe. Just as the name, word of faith, implies, this movement teaches that faith is a matter of what we say more than whom we trust. So that's what makes us be our own God. That's what makes them elevate themselves to a God status because their faith teaches them that it's a matter of what they say. We just talked about that. More than whom we trust or what truths we embrace and inform, affirm excuse me, in our hearts. My God today. So here are several characteristics of false teachers and preachers. Now these are the who. These are the who are the players. These are the players, right? So I'm going to give you some of the characteristics of the players of the prosperity and word of faith doctrines. False teachers are men pleasers. They have to be. They have to be men pleasers. Because if they're not, then their false doctrines are not effective. They can't be. They are smooth teachers, but sweet soul poisoners. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 16 and 17 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord 
it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. Now this is what Jeremiah is saying in the Old Testament. Teachers throw dirt at Christ's people or Christ's true believers. They cast horn and reproach upon the persons, names, and credits of Christ's most faithful ambassadors. My God today. For example, Paul, that apostle of the Gentiles, had his ministry undermined and his reputation was blasted by false teachers. For his letters say they are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and contemptible. 2 Corinthians 10 and 10. That's, that's what these false prophets were saying about Paul. The false prophets looked upon Paul as a dunce rather than a doctor. And if you know anything about Paul's credentials, my God, today, he counted all those things as dung for the cause of Christ. But yet these false teachers looked down on Paul. And the scribes, who were the scribes? They were lawyers back in the day. And the Pharisees, for their life, to build their own credit by attempting to ruin Christ's reputation. These are the people who harassed Jesus Christ. They harassed John the Baptist, my God, today. And they were banking on ruining and destroying John the Baptist and, and Christ and even Paul's reputation to build their own credit. My God, today, false teachers gain from their followers. Now, what, did, what does this mean? Oh, my God. False teachers, preachers, apostles, prophets, the whole nine, they're just, I'm lumping them into teachers, make merchandise of their followers my God. I'm going to read this scripture in 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 1 through 3. And it reads, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, which is happening today. They're still around who privately shall bring in damnable heresies even denying the Lord that brought them so they deny the Lord and bring upon themselves swift destruction and many shall follow their perniscuous ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of they speak evil of the truth and through covetousness shall they with fanged words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not 
and their damnation slumbereth not. So I just read 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. This is what it means. False teachers, preachers, and apostles have an eye on your goods, your material goods. They have an eye they, on your purse, or they pick your purse. So they may have your substance to serve themselves. Why? Because they are great worshipers of the golden calf. Read Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 13. Listen, you do not have to pay peddlers or merchants for the word of God. When the word of God is free and you can study it for yourself, all you have to do is go purchase you a Bible and spend time studying and spend time in prayer and in the word of God. And you know what? The Holy Spirit will reveal the truth to you for free. You don't have to pay nobody for the word of God. We're not supposed to. Even Paul didn't desire no one's silver or gold or clothing. Read Acts chapter 20, verse 33. And Paul even refused the support from some churches so they could not accuse him of greed. Because the merchants, peddlers, are covet they operate in covetousness and greed. And that is what is so destructive. And I won't get into the destruction of, of the prosperity and word of faith doctrines today. We're just talking about um, who are the players. And, and I won't get into all that right now. But 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I mean, look at all of this scripture that talks about this. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 17 says, For we are not like many. Now this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church because there were false prophets and teachers that have risen among them and they create confusion. So Paul is addressing the Corinthian church and he said, For we are not like the many peddling the word of God. In other words, acting like merchants, preaching the word of God for a profit and personal gain. Paul says they're not like that, but they are as of sincerity, meaning they have uncompromised motives. They don't have any, any ulterior motives for the church. But as from God, we speak in the sight of of God in Christ. Why? Because God is watching. I don't know why people don't understand that God watches everything. He is sitting and looking low. His eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. And, and teaching false doctrine is wickedness. It's evil because of the damages that occur. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 says, But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, 
not this is Paul still speaking to the Corinthian church saying not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully and when you handle the word of God deceitfully such as the players of this prosperity and word of faith doctrines do they are falsifying God's word but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God why because God is watching my God today listen this doctrine is not about God wanting people to be poor. I have to clarify this because this doctrine has nothing to do with that. Nothing. It has nothing to do with God wanting everybody to be poor. It has nothing to do with that. The Bible even says that the poor will be with you always. And there's many, 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 many reasons for poverty. And I'll just name a few. Number one, greed. Greed is a is one of the number one reasons why poverty exists. In the United States of America alone, nobody should be poor. And let's just say for example, if everybody was healthy, there was no addiction, there was no laziness because addictions and laziness are also causes of poverty, okay? But if everything was if everyone was just completely healthy, there is no reason why there should be any poverty, any homelessness, any starvation in the United States of America. There is more than enough resources to cover and care for uh for everyone's expenses for their lives period another cause of poverty is discrimination i mean just by the fact that we live in a fallen world i mean there's just all sorts of evil and wickedness that causes poverty so that's why the poor will be with us always but greed is so destructive because it does cause poverty it causes inflation it causes oh my goodness the cost of living to just soar sky high to where no one can afford to live my goodness and that is how let, let me say this mm. that is how it's going to be during the tribulation days when the antichrist is revealed my God, today, people are going to have two choices. Those who are left to live in those times is you're going to have to take a mark, period. Either the mark of the beast or, the, uh, or be marked for Jesus Christ. And guess what? If you are marked for Jesus Christ, the Antichrist... And, and all of his government, those who are serving him, will take everything you own. And so the things that we hold tight to today 
and the things that these <laughs> the players of 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 the prosperity and false uh, or the word of faith doctrines are trying to get you to believe that 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 you know being rich is the way today those are the very things that will be taken from you during the tribulation times if you decide to be marked for Christ oh my goodness my god my goodness mm -mm -mm. so scripture again warns us that there will be false prophets and teachers who will rise among us and teach false doctrine so the scriptures identify who are the players of the false prosperity and word of faith doctrines okay there are two scriptures i want to read that will help you to identify the players of the prosperity and word of faith doctrines because here's why knowing who they are can be somewhat difficult to discern because of their deceptive nature and the deceptive nature of their teaching no false prophet or preacher or teacher ever announces themselves i'm false hey i'm false prophet jackie mosley and i want to help you today you know they're not going to announce themselves as a false prophet and I just use myself as an example. I'm not a false teacher. I'm not a false preacher. I'm not a false prophet at all. I teach the unadulterated truth of God. My goodness today. I don't want anything from anybody. I don't desire or covet what no one has. But my desire is that God's people get the truth. That is my desire is that people get the truth and that they are freed from the shackles of false teaching. My goodness today. So, again, no false prophet or teacher ever announced themselves as false. But the scriptures give insight on how to recognize them. And we're going to look at a few scriptures to identify the who's that are involved in the false teaching of the prosperity and word of faith movement. The first scripture I want to read to you is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, that says, The Spirit explicitly says that in later times or latter times, some people, or some rather, and the, who are the some is people who profess Christ outwardly, but does not exhibit the life of Christ inwardly. In other words, they're pretenders. They are unbelievers pretending to be believers. What will happen? They shall depart or fall away from the faith, giving heed, which is paying attention, to seducing spirits. Now that's a player of the false teaching of prosperity and word of faith movement and doctrines of devils 
And again, as we talked about before, a doctrine is a teaching or a set of principles. The doctrines of demons are things that demons teach through human instructors. And even though they have a Bible in their hand, some may be wearing crosses around their necks. Some may be wearing robes. Again, we just, we just talked about that. That is their deceptive nature. They, they, they are wolves in sheep clothing. They're not supposed to look any different. That's how they work to deceive. They sound nice and pleasurable and they speak smooth. My God. That's how they draw people in and hook people to listen to them. My goodness today. So it says, but after, well, let me go back. I, I'm sorry. I done went down. I done went a little further than I intended. So what happens is, is again, these doctrine of demons are things that demons teach through human instructors. Those who follow the doctrines of demons and, and, and those are players too. And we'll get into that. Who follow the doctrines of demons. What will happen to them? They will fall away from the faith. That is heeding the doctrine of demons is a serious matter because it involves a departure or turning away from the truth of Christ's gospel, which is what? Apostasy. And at the end of the doctrines of, of the prosperity and word of faith doctrines, this is what happens. It leads people into apostasy. My God today. Here's another scripture. First Timothy chapter four, verses three through four says, for the time will come when they, who is the day people in churches, followers of false teachers, preachers and prophets will not endure or tolerate sound doctrine. But in a, or otherwise, after their own lusts, and this is what they live for. This is the lifestyle of these people is they are just totally self-absorbed in their own lusts, which is what the works of the flesh and the sin nature. This is what they live by. This is their life. They shall heap. And what does heap mean? They'll select, pick or choose to themselves. Teachers having itching ears. What does that mean? Is the teachers who teach what they want these people to hear because it's the people who selected them. It's the people who is paying them to teach and falsify the word of God. My God today. And they people in the churches shall turn away their ears from the truth the truth of God's word and shall be turned unto fables. What are fables? Fictitious stories. They would rather hear lies. Fictitious are lies. It's, it's not the truth. 
is stuff that people make up. And people would rather hear made up stories or lies, same thing, than the truth of the word of God. They'd rather hear fantasies. Should mean something invented or that's not true. That's lie, something that's untrue. And when you turn away from the truth of the scripture, you have to turn to something. My God. And, and you'll turn to and believe a lie. And we clearly see that today. It is so prominent today. My God. My God. My goodness. Second Peter chapter 2 verses 13b, which is the second half of that scripture, through 17 says, They are spots and blemishes. Who are they? And the false teachers and preachers carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you. In other words, they'll come and eat and have a meal with you. Having eyes full of adultery. They're literally adulterers. And that cannot cease from sin. In other words, we just talked about that. That their life exhibits their sin, the sin nature, the the flesh, the works of the flesh is their life. That's what they live. Enticing unstable souls. People who are not stable in the word of God. They're not stable in their prayer life. They're weak. My God. They have, they, the false prophets, preachers, and apostles, have a heart trained in covetous practices. And they are what? Accursed children. So they're trained. In other words, birds of a feather flock together. And they get together and they learn from each other. And they train each other on what to say to people. My God, on how to get people to release their goods and their money to you. They know exactly what to say because they entice you through the works of your flesh and if you're living according to the works of your flesh of course you want to hear what they have to say you don't want to hear a preacher that's talking about the fruit of the spirit and living and walking according to the spirit so that you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh you don't want to People that are living according to the flesh and walking in the manifestation of the works of the flesh do not want to hear or are not interested in hearing anything about the, the fruit of the Spirit and walking in the Spirit because that is contrary and, and, and it challenges them and they, they don't want to hear that. My God today. They have forsaken the right way. They, again, the false preachers, teachers, and apostles, and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor. And who is that? Who is Balaam, the son of Beor? He is the one who loved the wages of unrighteousness, and he was rebuked for his iniquity by a dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice and Balaam was this this <laughs> he was 
a prophet of madness. That a donkey who spoke with the man of a voice had to restrain him. My God. These, these false prophets, preachers, and teachers are wells without water. Mm. Clouds carried by a tempest whom is reserved for the blackness of darkness forever, which we all know that's the lake of fire, the, the pit of hell. My God, today. Mm. Second Peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 22 discusses the destruction for false teachers because of all the damage that they are doing and have done. They have reserved destruction for themselves. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein. In other words, they knew the truth before and now they're entangled into the pollutions of false teaching again or pollutions of, of lies. My God, today. And overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. My goodness. For it had been better for them, who the false preachers and teachers and those who claim to know Christ. And God has gave them a little light, some light to know who he is. That's who he's talking about. It has been, it had been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness because they've known it before. After they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. My God today. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is returned to his own vomit again. And the sow, S-O-W, which means female pig, that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. My God today. Why would you come into the knowledge of righteousness and then turn away? My God, my God, for it had been better for you not to have known. Why would you fake when you know God is watching? If you have no desire to live for Christ, then it's just best for you to stay in your wickedness and evil. Just live that life and not pretend. Because God knows who you are. But we know that the enemy and his demons, and the, which are the third of the angels who fell with him, they want to deceive. Because the devil wants to be worshipped. That was his problem from day one. When the Bible talks about that, he God made Lucifer the, the most beautiful angel. And he got a good look at himself in the mirror. And when he did, he, he got filled with pride and arrogance. And he wanted to be like God. He wanted to be worshipped like God because of his beauty. Do you see that? Oh my God, there's so much in that. I, I wish I had the time to unpack that. 
that I mean that can be directly connected to our to this culture of self today. Everybody's looking in the mirror and looking at themselves and admiring themselves and wanting to be worshiped. Wanting you know all these people to like and love and comment on their beauty. Oh my goodness. Wanting to be worshiped. You see that? Oh my god. And of course the the devil didn't want to go or Lucifer didn't want to leave heaven alone, so he he has to have other people. He corrupted the other angels. Oh my god, and they believed him and they wanted to be with him. So they they fell with him. Because the devil didn't want to do this, do that by himself. He didn't want to deceive by himself. He didn't want people he <laughs> He didn't want to leave God by himself. He always have to take people with him. And that's why the false prophets and preachers and teachers are out there leading people into apostasy, enticing people to act with their flesh because they don't want to go to hell by themselves. They take people with them. There's just people out there that lead people in the sin my god today and those are the who the players of this destructive and poisonous uh, false doctrine of prosperity and the word of faith movements my god my god here's another scripture that said in Matthew chapter 23 verses 25 through 28 and this is one of the sermons on the mount of olives that Jesus brought and taught that says woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites and at the end of the day that's what this is all about as well that these false prophets preachers and teachers are hypocrites they do not live according to the word of god when you clean the outside of the cup and dish but inside are full of greed and self indulgence blind pharisee first clean the inside of the cup and dish and then the outside also will be clean woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites there i believe there were like seven woes i believe i i, I there the, the seven woe statements that jesus taught about but woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites you are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean in the same way on the outside you appear to people as righteous but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness and again false preachers and teachers do not announce that they are false that they are not true that they are our ministers of darkness and and ministers are teaching doctrine of demons 
They don't announce that. So they dress themselves up on the outside. My God, to look clean and look good on the outside, but on the inside, they are hypocrites. They are wicked. They are full of bones of the dead. They're dead men walking. Dead, that means devoid of any spiritual life. They don't have the life of Christ on the inside. They have not been regenerated or born again by the Spirit of God. They're dead. My God today. My God. And the hypocrites, they, uh, I mean the hypocrites, the, the Pharisees, they also, another thing they did was, which has nothing to do with this episode, but they, um, what is it that I want to say? They, um, they taught that you could or believe that, you know, you are righteous based on their rules. Like they added extra rules in addition to, uh, you know, the scriptures and, and require people to follow them when they themselves didn't follow it. And they felt like, and they believed that their rules is what made them righteous before God. They were legalist. And I, I, I can't get into that either because that's not the focus of this episode. But anyway, um, and so that's what the Pharisees and, and the teachers of the law did back in that day. And you see that today. Anytime you add rules or your own, the rules of your own conscience to the Bible or to the scripture and expect others to follow it, then, <laughs> you know, you think that your righteousness will make you righteous before God when the scriptures clearly says that our righteousness is as a filthy rags. It's the righteousness of Christ. He's the one that saved us. He's the one that died on the cross and shed his blood for the remission of our sins, for our salvation, not man. Nobody did that for us except for Christ. Now on to uh, a couple other scriptures. Um, let's see. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 13 says from the least to the greatest all are greedy for gain prophets and priests alike all practice deceit and that's what these false preachers teachers and apostles do they're greedy for gain and they practice deceit even Jeremiah said that that was going on back in his day and his day was before Paul's time. So we see how the word of God is true and it is relevant for us in 2023 because the same thing continues to happen today. There's, there's just nothing new. This stuff has just been going on forever. It all goes back to when Adam and Eve was in the tree, when the serpent beguiled Eve and she ate of the fruit and was deceived and Adam ate of the fruit and he was deceived. So deception is nothing new and it will continue until the day Jesus returns and make all things right. My God today. Now these 
the teachings, the false teachings that these men and women do today, they come through hypocritical liars. Jeremiah said it. Jesus said it. Paul said it. Peter said it. Jude said it. These teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. These false teachers are hypocritical. What does that mean? That their lives do not evidence the holiness that they seem to espouse or show people. Jesus said that about the Pharisees. They look good on the outside, but the inside, they're full of hypocrisy. They are liars, which means they deal in falsehood and knowingly, not unknowingly, because there's too many scriptures in the word of God to refute their teaching and their doctrines. So they knowingly lead others into apostasy. They turn people's hearts away from Christ Jesus. And they are beyond the reach of conscience. That's the searing with the hot iron. And what that means is in, in their conscience, they found a way in their minds to justify the lies that they are teaching people. These false teachers are, again, here we go with what they appear to be on the outside. They're personable and charming and persuasive. But do they do not receive their message from the Holy Spirit, but they receive their suggestions from evil spirits whose work is to lead people away and astray from Christ. So Paul, again, he warned Timothy, because Timothy talked about this as well, about such men <clears throat> in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 5 and verses 9 through 11. Paul says these men of what? Corrupt minds. Supposed godliness, this is what they teach, was a means of gain. And their desire for riches was a trap that brought them into ruin and destruction. My God today. Listen, the pursuit of wealth is a dangerous path for Christians. And one which God warns about. And how does God warn about that? What did God or the, the Holy Scriptures, what did the Scriptures say about that? For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Yes, I want to stop right here for a moment. God wants people to work. And as I had mentioned earlier, this doctrine has nothing to do with God not wanting the best for people. Sure, 
God wants people to work. He created work. He even worked himself. And God wants us to be responsible and good stewards over our finances. Yes, he does. God wants us to take care of ourselves and our family with the wages that we earn from our jobs or from our businesses. Okay? Yes, he does. But to pursue wealth, and that means the accumulation of things, just and loving money, if your heart and your heart heart's attitude is not right and if you love money you you can't serve God in money and you will get pierced with with many griefs we see that today oh my god I, I there's so many examples that I can use oh my goodness but this is just one scripture and there's so many if riches were a reasonable goal for the godly Jesus himself would have pursued that and he didn't Jesus did not display a love of money. He taught against it. My God, my God today. And we should also remember, and here is a, a pierce of grief. Here's an example of it in scripture about the love of money. We should remember that the only disciple concerned with wealth was Judas and he's the one that betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and at the end he wished he'd never did that he tried to give the money back and reverse what he did that couldn't be possible and what did Judas do he was pierced with grief my god so much so that he went out and hung himself Mm, mm, mm. my God today please get this message so instead of stressing the importance of wealth the Bible warns against pursuing it believers and especially leaders in the church 1 Timothy 3 and 3 are to be free from the love of money Hebrews 13 and 5 the love of money leads to all kinds of evil. We see there is a epidemic of theft today. People who are thieves love money. That is one of the things that they do is they steal and they take from others, things from others, things that don't belong to them because they love money. There is an epidemic of theft today. My God, my God, my God. But Christ wants us who are true believers and especially leaders in the church. That's a, uh, one of the things that a leader should not have that is outlined in the book of Titus. Is, is if there's any leaders in the church that have the love of money, you are disqualified scripturally and biblically from being a leader. You're not qualified, my God, to be a leader because you love money. But the love of money leads to all kinds of evil. And Jesus warned, watch out, be on guard against 
all kinds of greed. For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Here's another yet scripture. Luke chapter 12 and 15. But in sharp contrast to the prosperity gospel, that emphasis on gaining money and possessions in life, Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. My God today, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't you know it's better to give than to receive? False preachers and teachers, they are takers. They are not givers. They take from you. They're not giving anything to you. My God, do not store up for yourselves. Just give, give. It's better to give, be a giver. My goodness, my God. The irreconcilable contradictions between prosperity teaching and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is summed up in the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. You cannot serve both God and money and you can't do it because money is a master and it is a hard task master that will require all of you. My God. And the sad reality is that the material things, and I had mentioned this earlier in the podcast, the material things, the power, the status that these false prophets and teachers and preachers are luring and leading you to are the very material things the Antichrist will take away from you if you do not worship him during the tribulation days. And trust me, the false prophets, preachers, and teachers, and their followers, who, by the way, their followers are more harmful than the false prophets and teachers are themselves. My God will be left behind to go through the tribulation days. They will not be caught up in the rapture. They will not be taken away when Jesus raptures the church. They will not be. They will be left behind because they are unbelievers, pretending to be believers. And you will face the tribulation days. My God, today, the Antichrist is a deceiver, and he will deceive men and women who are working for him today. And that's the thing. Those who are teaching these doctrines, my God, they themselves are deceived. So the prosperity and word of faith gospels is a demonic covert tactic to lead many into apostasy. But Colossians 3 and 16, and this is in closing, says, let the word of Christ 
dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Luke 12 and 21 says, as for those who in the present age, listen closely, who are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. My God today, and also, I would like to end with this scripture for you to remember as well. Jeremiah chapter 9. My God, this podcast is scripture rich. Oh my goodness. Jeremiah chapter 9 verses 23 and 24 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me. This is the Lord speaking, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Thank you for listening in to Transformational Living Podcast, depositing for eternity as spiritual millionaires. Please tune in to the next episode of Damages of the Prosperity and Word of Faith Gospel or Doctrines. Who inspires these doctrines? That's what we will be discussing in the next podcast. This question will be answered, applying biblical truth. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God bless you and keep you is my prayer.